upon the most high God, we just thank you on tonight, God, for bringing us together once again. And Father, as we get into the word tonight, I thank you that our hearts are open and receptive to receive what you have to say unto us. We thank you for our teacher and our helper, which is the Holy Spirit. And Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We are still talking about, basically, knowing who God is. I just give God glory for the teaching. It started out with 911, what's your emergency? And we're t- still talking about lost souls as well. Um, the last time that we were together, we started out in Genesis 12, um, verses 1 through verse 3, but I just stopped at verse 1. Um, we want to go back over that because I want all of us to know, to understand, to really comprehend what it means to really know God. When we really know God, we trust God. In spite of our circumstances, our dependency should be on him and not on ourselves or anyone else. So let's look back at Genesis 12. In Genesis 12, everybody is so familiar with that verse of scripture, you probably can repeat it without looking at it. But it's good to look at it because God can show you something else as we go back and look. The word of God reads... Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. So God was speaking to Abram, which we know him now as Abraham. And God had given him a command, but Abraham had to be able to know when God was speaking. He had to know that this was God. And in order to know that God is speaking to us, that takes uh, spending time with him, developing our relationship with him. That, that's like having an intimate relationship with somebody, recognizing their voice. Have y'all ever been on the phone with someone and they try to trick you? Like there's someone else, but you already know. No, quit playing. I know that's you. Because you have become so familiar with that person, you even know when they're playing a trick on you. But some people are... Um, so good at doing that, sometimes they will fool you because they're good at tricking people. They're good at lying to people. They, they know people's weaknesses and they use those weaknesses as an advantage. But here we see that God was speaking to Abram and he was telling Abram, this is what I want you to do. So Abraham, Abram, he had to hear God. And the thing is, he had to leave what he was familiar with. And that's where we're going to go again tonight. Can we really leave what we are familiar with and trust God with where he's taken us or what he would have us to do? Abraham proved that he trusted God. He proved that his dependency was on God. And we say that dependency is the state of relying on or needing someone or something for, for aid or support. And it's having confidence and trust in someone. So when you depend on someone, you lean on that person. And we use that illustration with Athea and Gloria. And I asked Gloria, could she really um, trust Athea while she's leaning on her? And she said yes. But when Athea moved in a way that Gloria didn't expect her to move, guess what? She didn't have her to lean on anymore. And I also used the illustration of a tree. 
and how we may be standing up holding a conversation and that conversation gets so long and drawn out because you know some people can really talk and at first you're thinking it's not going to take that long to say what they have to say but seem like it take days so you see a tree and you lean on that tree because you depending on that tree for support because you're getting tired how, what they say you get weak in the knees and you need something to hold you up when you get weak in it y'all know what i'm talking about some people that really don't exercise the way they should they get weak in the knees <laughs> You know, when you don't walk like you should, you can't walk like everybody else can walk. So we need something or someone to to depend on. And and we're finding out that um, men and women mean well when they say, you can trust me. And we try to trust them, but then it comes a time when they do fail us. Not trying to fail us, but they say something that they say they're going to do. And they say at the time they're going to do it, but things pop up where they cannot do it so what do we do we lose that trust and confidence in them but what we have to understand is the bible tells us to put no trust in man i don't care who it is and like I always use me and my husband for an example you know he's my husband i know he loved me and i love him but my total confidence and dependency has to be on god first and foremost because it it would be his intention to say I'm going to buy you the world and I start trusting so much in him I say my husband would buy me the world which he can't look at this big world you know he said that's his intentions to do it but things come up they pop up where he can't give me what he said he was going to give me so but with God we know that God will not change See, when we come to know him, no matter how we change, no matter what we do, God promises stays the same. So Abraham got in a place that he had to move from the things that he was familiar with, the things that he was attached to. And I'll use even dealing with college, and I used Tashika. When Tashika had to leave her house and she had to go to college, she had a dependency on her parents. She was in their home. They were close-knit. And guess what? The mom and dad had to get adjusted with her leaving. But check this, y'all. The Lord is, is, is giving me something else. Even in that situation, we see that he left a place that he was familiar with. He left because he trusted God. When God brought me back to Tashika, you can be at home building your mind up to where you want to go. That you don't even miss home when you leave. Did anybody believe that? It's the truth. If you at home and you fantasizing on a place for years and you make that place a part of you, when it's time for you to go, it won't be hard for you to go because you done been transformed and changed. It's, it's a part of your heart now. So it, at first it may be a little shaky, but you're ready to go, leave home. Because I know someone, when we was growing up, they always said, I'm not staying around here. I don't want to be around here. You know, I I just don't like it around here. That's all they talked about. And when they left, they didn't want to come back. Because they built their mind and it it got down into their heart. It was rooted deep down on the inside of them. So it didn't bother them being away from home. But Abraham, he had so much trust and so much dependency in God that he took God at his word. And that's what God wants us to do. When you truly know God... You take God at his word, no matter how it looks, no matter what it appeared to be, 
we take God at his word because we have gotten to know him by his names. And that's why when we went over with Moses and he told them to tell them, tell them that I am, I am who I am. And what he was saying is God has a lot of redemptive names and his name was Jehovah. He said, I am self-existing. There is no other God before me. No other God created me. So he's saying, basically, I am who you will have for me to be. I'm the only one and true and living God. So he wanted them to know him as I am Jehovah. So he want us to get to know him as I am Jehovah, the self-existing God. Don't put nobody or nothing before me because when you do, you're looking at me not being the one and only true and living God. This is why we have to take the word for what it is. God is saying he is not man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he shall repent. Have he not said it? Shall he not do it? Have he not spoken it? Shall he not make it good? See, in the Bible, Balak wanted Balaam to curse God's people because he saw that the people were multiplying. Now, we know that Balaam, he was a sorcerer, but that's why they went to him, for him to put a curse on God's people to keep them from multiplying. But God spoke to Balaam, and everything that God spoke to Balaam, he had to speak unto Balak. And what did he speak? Whom God has blessed, no man can curse. He couldn't reverse what God had already done. And see, when we know this, when somebody say, I'm going to put a curse on you, you need to tell them what God has blessed. No man can curse. I'm blessed. And God don't change his mind concerning what he has already done on my behalf. But when you don't know him in that way, you will take what people saying says to heart and it becomes a part of you. For as a man think in his heart, so is he, so does he become. But Abraham, when God spoke to him, he moved immediately on what God said. He, he separated himself. And I'm going to talk about a little bit tonight, if I get to it, on separating yourself and what it means to separate yourself. But I want to finish dealing with depending on God, trusting in God. We, we all quote Proverbs 3, what, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he shall direct your paths. We quote that, but do we actually believe that? Are we truly leaning? Are we truly depending on God? Are we truly trusting God in our situations? How do you know? Because you have a peace that comes upon you, that passes all your understanding. That peace is not bringing anxiety. Even in the midst of turmoil, you at peace. Your heart is at rest because you know you can trust God. You can depend on God even with the situation that's going on around you. Why? Because God is not going to go back on his word. So that's why we have to spend so much time with him to say, God, you're not going to fail me. Because you told me that if I trust in you, if I commit my way unto you, that you shall bring it to pass. He said we have to roll. That's what commit is. We have to roll everything over to him because he cares for us. That's why we give it to him. Because we know that God cares enough about us to carry something that we don't have to carry. And a matter of fact, Jesus already took it. So why are we taking it? Because we have not come to know him for who he is. So we see how Abraham, he left that place because he trusted God. He relied on God. He had confidence 
in God. And God said, I'm going to show you the land. I'm going to show you where I want you to be. But then God began to tell me this. He said, some people are thinking, okay, everybody's not just going to up and leave their homes. No. And that's another part that we're going to get into dealing with dealing with separation because we got to see the other part of it too. The other part of it is I may not leave my home, but I separate myself from what's in my home around me. Like we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And we don't do like the world does. There's a separation between light and there's a separation between darkness. But let's finish the depending on God and trusting in him with all our heart. God gave me in the um, word of God, 2 Chronicles 14. In 2 Chronicles 14, this is Asa. And Asa was a king. And Asa's heart was turned towards the Lord. The Ethiopians was coming out against Asa. And what Asa did when they were coming out against him in verse 11, this is what he said. I'm reading the expanded. Asa called out to the Lord, his God, saying, Lord, only you can help weak people, the powerless, against the strong, mighty many. Help us, Lord, our God, because we depend on, trust in, rely on you. We fight against this enormous army, multitude in your name. Lord, you are our God. Don't let any man, mortals, win, prevail against you. So what was Asa doing? He wasn't looking at himself. He was looking at God. He knew that they were powerless against this mighty army. So he turned it over to God. He rolled everything over to God, but he had to admit first, God, we cannot conquer these people. But God, we know that you can. So we're going to depend on you. We're going to rely on you. We're going to have confidence and trust in you, knowing, God, that you're going to take care of this. By him trusting God and knew that it was going to be through God's power, through God's might, knowing that they were strong in him and in the power of his might, guess what? They won that battle. The reason why we don't win battles that have already been won through Jesus Christ is because we put more trust in what we can do. We put more confidence in us instead of putting trust and confidence in God. We try to work it out. We try to figure it out, but we have to know what's already done, what God has already done. See, Asa knew, I can't um, fight these people. We can't come against these, these mighty men, but God we dependent on you. Our power comes from you. And he won the battle. That's what God wants. He wants us to depend on him to the point of us saying, I can't do this, God. But some of us are so full of pride that we want to be exalted. We won't come down. We'll just make people think we got it going on. This is why you have to be so careful when people begin to praise you. When people begin to put you in a place making you feel like you the man, making you feel like big money grip, making you feel like you can do everything that you need to do. They do. They make you feel that way. They make you feel like you can conquer the world. Oh, go see Sister Deborah. She can handle it. I know she can fix it. And in Miss Deborah's mind, she's saying, I don't know what you're coming to me for. But she's going to try to fix it so she won't uh, seem as if she's a reject. And that's what we don't want to do. And so if you don't come down off your high horse and let people know everything that I do, I don't do it of myself. 
I do it because of God. See, this is why even when Joseph was in prison, he didn't give glory to himself. He gave glory to God. That's why God could use Joseph. That's why God could manifest himself through Joseph is because he didn't look to himself. He looked to God. He knew interpretation didn't come from him. It came from God. Daniel the same way. Daniel told them, begin to pray unto God and ask God to show us the interpretation. Then he began to glorify God through the interpretation that was given unto him. In today's society, people want to be recognized so that they're forgetting without God, you can do nothing. We wouldn't have what we have if it wasn't for God. You know, sometimes I'll just look out and just look at my surroundings and I'll just begin to say, thank you, Lord. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have this. Thank you, Lord. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. Thank you, Lord, that I can cook for my family. Thank you, Lord, that I can wash clothes for my... Lord, I just thank you that you woke me up this morning. And Lord, I thank you mostly that I can sit here before you and glorify you. God, you chose me. You took me off the job. God is all about you. So see, when we begin to do that, we're taking all this stuff off of us. But people that's always looking for other folks to praise them, they're going to find things to bring them praise, whether it's cars, whether it's money, whether it's dogs, whether it's cats, whether it's clothes, jewelry. They want people to see what they have so people can lift them up and then they go home and cry because they don't have what people think they have. So this is why we have to always give glory to God and say, God, everything I have. This is why when you put a plate of food in front of you, you just don't gorge on that food. You bow your head. And y'all, Brother Willie, he really thanks God for that food. He must have some problems when he was growing up. Because by the time Brother Willie get through praying, I'm about through with my food. True that, Willie. I'm not about through with my food, but will it still be down there? I said, Lord, is this food that bad? Because he still be praying. So we asked Brother Willie, Brother Willie, what are you saying? Y'all, it was so short. I said, there's no way. You are praying to God that short prayer and you down there about five. The waitress done come over here and ask him what he want to drink. And he's still like that. But it's a short prayer, huh? I I think he's forgetting what he's saying. Yeah. So Brother Willie's grateful. That's what I'm saying. He's giving God glory for them beans and that pork chop. And he's looking at his whole plate and said, Lord, I thank you for the pork chop. Lord, I thank you for the beans. Lord, I thank you for the gravy. Hallelujah. That got to be what he be doing, y'all. Going around with every piece of thing on his plate. So what I'm saying is when you take the spotlight off of you, people can see him. When they see him, they see manifestation. When they see you, you waiting on manifestation. But when you spend so much time with God, You know he's going to manifest himself when you open your mouth. Because you have gotten to know him for who he is. So Asa, he was king. And he knew he couldn't come against that army 
with his army. So he turned it over to God and they won the battle. But guess what? We can get so big headed and win in battles. We have a tendency to forget who won the battle for us, which is God. He just used us on his behalf. So it was another occasion where Asenim was getting ready to, uh, another um, king was coming up against Asenim, and that's in Second Chronicles 16. But a prophet came to Asa, and let me read what the prophet told him in Second Chronicles 16, 7. This prophet came to Asa, king of Judah, and said to him, you depended on, well, I'm not going to go there. First of all, what Asa did when he found out that the, the people was coming up against him, he went in the house of the Lord and got out some stuff and gave it to the king of Syria to go fight the battle for him. Now remember, in Second Chronicles 14, he depended on God. Second Chronicles 16, he went to get another king by giving him some stuff to go out and fight on their behalf because what was happening, this king of Syria would not let Asa come in or go out. It was like he was shutting him in. So he depended on this other king to fight this battle. So the prophet came to him, and this is what he said to him. You depended on, trusted, relied on. You know, he's telling him about the king to help you and not on the Lord your God. So the king of Syria's army escaped from you. So what he began to tell him was, because you relied on these people, they escaped from you. So what he did to this prophet that told him all this stuff, he put him in lockdown. He shut him up. See, he was a good king, Asa. He trusted in God in the beginning, but when something else began to happen, he lost his trust and dependency on God, and he got this other king to fight the battle for him so he can get back, um, you know, be able to go in and go out. So what am I saying? Some of us have been like Asa. God have won some battles for us. But then when something else come up, we go to somebody else. I'll say it like this. You know how you pray? You, you seek the Lord. You pray about a situation. And next thing you know, the outcome is good because you put trust and you relied on God. So a bigger situation come. And then you go to Teresa. Teresa, I need for you to do this right here for me. I know you hear from God. I need for you, da, 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 da. You lost your confidence in God. That's what some of us do. We, we look at, you know, things bigger than other things, and we go to other people for those things. That's what he did. So he lost his trust and confidence in God. So the prophet came and told him, this is why this is happening. But that wasn't the end of Asa. After Asa done all these things, y'all, in Second Chronicles 16, 12, it says in verse 12, Asa got a disease in his feet. Through his disease, though his disease was very bad, he did not ask help from, seek the Lord, but only from the doctors, the physicians. He died. Asa died. Why? I'm not saying, you know, you don't go to a doctor, but your trust is supposed to be in God before you seek that doctor. Some of us put so much trust in doctors that we wait on them to perform something and they're just mere man. Asa had to, um, first of all, he lost trust in God when another war come up. Then when he got a disease in his foot, instead of consulting God about what was going on with his body, 
He went to the doctor, putting his trust in that doctor, and he ended up dying. So what is God saying? I want to be consulted. If I'm your one and only, no matter what's going on in your life, I want you to come to me first and foremost. Y'all, it, it really hurts. Y'all, let's think about our lifestyles. And I'm talking about ketchup for some reason, so the Lord must want me to bring some ketchup. Let me tell you what I'm saying about ketchup. How many love ketchup on your fries? How many give a second thought what's in that ketchup before you put it all over the fries? You just do what? Eat it. How many love Pepsi and, and Coca-Cola and tea and all of this stuff? How many of us love those things? How many of us just drink them without second thought there may be poison in them? That's because we, we have done it so long, it has become so much a part of us. We take food, we take a lot of stuff, and we just dig into it. We don't know who cooked it. We don't know what's in it. But the ones that are really trusting God, that's why they bow their head and they begin to bless what they're eating and drinking before they do it. Even with clothes. Everybody try on clothes in the mall, and I don't think some people go wash those clothes. <laughs> They got the tags on them. You go home, you put them on, you wear them the next day. Is that not right? Maybe some people do that. But I'll take my clothes and I'll offer them up to God. And I'll begin to speak over my clothes because I don't know who designed them. I don't know who had them on before I put them on. So I begin to speak over those clothes and I give them back to God. See, that's how you seek God in everything you do. Not that you're trying to be so religious or so holy, but you want to give everything back to God because God is the creator. So anything that we do, we're supposed to talk to our heavenly father. We're supposed to say, father, this is what I want to do. But God, what would you have for me to do? And we wait on him to see, because if we got a question mark in our head, that means it's a stop sign somewhere. And we're saying, God, I know I want to buy this. But God, what would you have me to do in this situation? You know what's going to come up before I know what's going to come up. Yes, God, I got the extra money that I can do it. But does that mean I need to do it right now? Have we ever thought about it that way? Or we feel like my bills are paid. I got this extra thou. I'll never get nothing for myself. I'm going to the mall. You go to the mall. You shop till you drop. You didn't consult God. Next thing that you know, something broke down in your house. You had the money to repair it, but you didn't wait on God because you thought about what you wanted to do. That's why we have to wait on the Lord. That's why we have to seek him at all times, even in little things. And when we began to consult him in those little things, God began to open the windows of heaven and he began to pour out what need to be poured out to us and tell us don't do that yet. And I mentioned to y'all through the whole process dealing with this church and everybody going in and out, I didn't want to just take money that did not belong to me and just hand it out just because or let people just do what they think they wanted to do just because the money was there. So I would go home and I would sit there with the Lord and I said, Lord, if there's anything shady going on, Lord, if there's anything that they're doing that they shouldn't be doing, I don't know, Lord. We're trying to get somebody to come in here and fix and repair these things. Lord, show me because I really don't know. And guess what, y'all? He will show me. And my husband being a man, see, when you're dealing with a lot of men, I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes they think a woman don't know what they're talking about. Right, honey? I'm not putting my honey out on the spot because 
we, we just like that. Sometimes I think I'm, I'm going to get to me when I, when I did something to him, okay? We'll just even it out so everybody won't think she just throw him under the bus. No, I don't. Anyway, I would go to him and say, this is not right. And my husband being a man and they being men would look at me sometimes like I was crazy. Didn't you, honey? Yeah, he did. Sure enough, it wasn't right. And it wasn't because I noticed it was because the Holy Spirit noticed it. And he knew what was wrong. So I took it to him so he could take it to the men and say, this right here is not right. So this is why we have to seek him at all times. We have to put him first and foremost. I don't care if you got $5,000 in the bank of extra money and you just feel like you can just explore, you can go on trips. You need to wait and say, Lord, you know more than I know. Is it time for me to go take a sale somewhere? Next thing, I'll, I'll use me for an example with him. I told my husband one day, we were talking about a person that's deaf. Me and my daughter determined that a, a deaf person shouldn't be driving, can't drive, because they can't hear when somebody's blowing the horn, they hurt somebody. My husband say, deaf people do have license. No, they don't. Is that what I told him? No, they don't. All right, man, all right, you don't believe me. I, I know what I'm talking about. No, you don't, because if they gave a deaf person some license, I need to get off the road. <laughs> That's what I said, because I didn't know. Come to find out, he worked with somebody that was deaf. They had license. And yes, you can have license being deaf. Did anybody know that? Did anybody know that for real? I didn't either. He proved me wrong. So I had to apologize to him, see? So what I'm saying is, sometimes we think we know, but we don't know. So what we have to do before we open our big mouths and think we know everything, that's when you don't know nothing, we need to back up and say, wait a minute, maybe they know more than I know, so let me zip it, and I'll just wait on you, Lord. And that's when the Lord will begin to speak. That's depending on him. That's trusting in him with all your heart. That's leaning not to your own understanding, but acknowledging him in all your ways. And he's going to direct your path because everything we think we know, we don't know, y'all. And I'm telling you, when you deal with um, the kingdom, when you're dealing with God's stuff, you want to make sure that everything comes into alignment the way he wanted to come into alignment and not the way we think it needs to align. So when God show you something, it may look like it's off, but it never is. It's not off. It's his way of showing you. And in the natural, it don't look right. But God, the supernatural is over the natural. So take the time out to get to know him in such a way that no matter what man say, you, you can't go on man. You got to go on God and say, God, what did you say about the situation? Because there's so many people doing this pandemic that's so dependent upon man that they forgetting God. Christians. Christians are waiting on man to fix something. And while you waiting on man to fix something, they're laying in their bed sleep. Because man can't go but so far, y'all. God knows everything because the Bible says he's all-knowing. And that's why David said, you are everywhere. He said, you know, you, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I go to hell, you, you are everywhere. 
You omnipresent, God. You all know and you know all about me. You know my thoughts from afar off. So who wouldn't want to trust the God who know what's going to happen before it happens? Who would not want to take the time and just sit still and say, God, I just can't move right now. I don't understand why, why I can't move, but I just cannot move at this time. So I'm going to wait on you. That's depending. That's trusting. That's knowing that God has already worked it out so we can stop trying to figure it out. Because guess what? He's God. And God is not going to lead you in the wrong way. You can't, so many people take everything man say to be true. That's all they know. Because they're going on natural wisdom and knowledge. But we have to go on supernatural And when we go on supernatural, it's going to exceed man's way of thinking and doing. So don't put all your trust in man because man will fail you. I have learned through the years, God, if you can't do it, nobody can. So, Lord, I have to depend on you. Even though I don't know what to do at this point, I can't move until you tell me to move. So let our dependency be upon him and not upon ourselves. And I love the testimony that Manny gave last week, dealing with how he had to depend on God when God gave him the dream and he was showing him what was going to take place. And he trusted God. It was nobody he can go to. Have you ever been in a place that it was nobody you could go to but God? Because everybody you went to, they didn't have the right answer that you were looking for. They couldn't calm your fears. But when you go into the word of God and you stay there for a while and you meditate on that word, calmness just come upon you and it overshadows you and everything begins to be still. That's why Jesus could speak to the storm in the midst of the wind being bolsterous, in the midst of the waves coming in the ship. He was right there in the midst of it with them, but he was asleep at first. They woke him up. And the only thing he got up and said was, peace, be still. Why? Because he was dependent on God. He had a relationship with God. He knew that he told them, let us go to the other side. He knew he was getting to the other side. He already spoke it. So he's telling us, even in the midst of what we're going through today, we have to trust him. We cannot trust what we see. We cannot trust what people are saying. Y'all, people have twisted the word of God during this time and if you don't know the word for sure for yourself what seems to be right it is not right and a lot of people are getting ready to find out that it wasn't right sometimes we try to justify things to make it right to appear right but then we find out it wasn't right so that's what God wants us to do get to know him in such a way that we're going to know what's right Because that's why in a relationship or in a marriage, you know, sometimes if I don't see things the way I need to see it, dealing with um, things that he's dealing with, he can help me because God has shown it to him in a way I don't see it. Or it can be vice versa. That's how husband and wife supposed to operate. You're supposed to tag team. When God is speaking to me, I speak to him. When God is speaking to him, he speaks to me. And I have to trust him enough to know that it's God. Now, if I don't see him before God, if I don't see him talking to God and he's doing stuff all outside the way, if he tell me something, I'm going to go right back to God. Yes, I am. I ain't going to lie to you. 
Because we have to have that time where we develop in our relationship with God. If I see him more in the world than he is in his word. Oh yeah, I'm going to have me some doubts. Who wouldn't? I'm going to seek God for myself and say, yes, God, that's my husband. But what would you have? What, what would you have me to do? Imagine Joseph, y'all. His, his fiance coming back big as a tick. God had to lay him down and let him know that this is my doing. He had to calm all of his fears because he was getting ready to turn her over. But God let her know, uh, let him know what he had already let her know so they could come together. So that's how it works. So when we begin to seek God and depend on God, even in our marriages, we will not have all of this um, confusion in the household. Because we're going to stand on what God is saying and not on our flesh on how we feel. We are supernatural beings. We do not go on natural. We go on supernatural even though we're living in a natural world. Things are subject to change, y'all. But we have to be ready for that change through the word of God. Do we have anybody tonight that want to talk about um, an experience of how you had to depend on God and it was nowhere any, anybody you could turn to. I know some of y'all um, gave your experiences the last time. But do we have some new people that um, have went through something and your dependency was totally on God? You didn't look to anyone else but God. Okay, I guess everybody's good, huh? Maybe you'll pop up next time. Because I know somebody has went through something. And God brought you out of it because you trusted him more than you trusted what somebody else was telling you. And it was a good outcome. Okay. Well, we're going to close on that then and start again next week. Do we have any announcements? Okay, we're good. We asked the deacon.